Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to our show, Two Beards, Please. We are two Wisconsin guys with houses full of women. Which sounded better when we were in our 20s. We're both married with two daughters each, and we'll be getting together to talk about life, tell stories, and try to make each other laugh. And hopefully, you too. Hello and welcome to this episode of Two Beards Please. This is our May 15th, 2020 episode. Today we are going to be talking about the Midwest, what it means to be from the Midwest, and certain, (laughs) uh, let's call them uniquities. Is that a word? Uniquities, that's a good word. That's a word now. Uh, It is now, yeah. Things that make the people from the Midwest unique. It's often joked about, often talked about. We're going to talk about it today. Uh, before we get into our show, I want to talk about a couple different things. Number one, All right. I don't talk a lot about numbers or statistics. And at some point, I'm going to mention once we get to our... I don't, I don't talk about them at all because I don't understand them. Yeah, you don't know where, where to go to look them up. So, And I don't even know what they mean. I'm talking about the show. So... Once Got we it. get to a specific goal that I have in mind or or milestone, we'll talk about okay. that. But uh, I did Is mention that a teaser. Yes, so that's a <laughs> teaser for that. But I do want to state that in the last few weeks we have managed to cover all fifty states in the U.S. Yeah. with downloads. So thank you everybody awesome. for spreading the love and and sharing the fat guys with beards with yeah, your friends definitely. and neighbors. The other thing is we have we are we have gone international, Andrew. We have, well, I've heard. Yes. I heard something about that. We have downloads in over 70 countries now. Some I didn't of, even know there were that many countries. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're I'm an a English. Product of, I'm a product of public education. And no, that's why just you're kidding. English Everybody teacher. settle down. <laughs> and not... <laughs> And Settle down, everybody. Social sti- social sciences or geography. So that's probably a good <laughs> yeah, I didn't, thing. I didn't missed all those classes. Teaching poetry and writing instead of yeah, yeah. global. Uh, you know, history whatever. and geography. <laughs> so anyway, back to my comments. Over seventy countries. <laughs> For some reason, we're big in India, Australia, and Canada. However, well, however, I want to I want to make a call out here. Uh, you know how we have our U.S. based number one non-family fan, yeah, of Jen. Jen, well, yep, we, still still reigning. Yes, <clears throat> yep. We now, as it were, we now have our number one fan from Ireland, and to be more oh. to be more specific, Northern Ireland. Yes, and, Andrew and I got a comment on our Instagram earlier this week from Terry in Belfast. Yep. Yeah, and Terry found our show through an ad we ran on Instagram, and he reached out to us, which we love. We love getting this yes. this feedback from everybody. But I Absolutely. wanted to read. I wanted to read Terry's initial comment. I'm going to add some of the other stuff that he goes on to say afterwards right. in, into one of our future feedback episodes. But I thought this kind of dovetailed in nicely with the announcement we made on our social media that we were now global. <laughs> we have a global, global reach, which is a little bit scary. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> So this is the feedback <laughs> Terry gave us after our last episode. So this was from the May 1st episode. All right. uh, checked in that was te- my birthday, by the it way. It was in case anybody episode. forgot. Yes. <laughs> uh, so here's what Terry wrote. Checked into your May Day podcast. Appreciate you guys helping keep our spirits up. I'm from Belfast, and there's a strange reassurance that we as a species are doing our best in a global sense. Hang in there, guys. And that's from Terry, Terry C. in Belfast. That's so, awesome. So here's the funny part is originally when we saw this comment from Terry, Andrew thought it was from somebody in Ireland right away. I I thought that it was related to somebody tied into one of our sponsors, the Russell Restaurant Group, who owns Belfast Station, which is a a pub, Irish pub restaurant in Sussex here in southeastern Wisconsin. Right. Originally, I responded to Terry, yeah, yeah, we, we're gra- glad to help, and Bruce is a good friend of ours. We want to do what we can to support him. And Terry's thinking, and Terry, these guys are all on drugs. Terry's like, um, I don't know who Bruce is, but uh, whatever. So once I Thanks. I actually looked at Terry's profile on Instagram and saw that he was actually from the city of Belfast in Ireland, Northern the Ireland. Belfast. Yes, the original Belfast, the OB. Um, 
<laughs> Once I realized that, I reached back out to Terry and apologized right. profusely and said, you know, hey, sorry about that. We're idiots, and thank you for listening. So, <laughs> so Listen Terry, to a bunch of other shows. You'll understand <laughs> the level of idiocy we, imbe- so he, we enjoy. He did respond, and he has started listening to our back catalog. Yeah. He's listened to two or three episodes recently, and uh, he's enjoying it. And he says, he says, we found a follower in Northern Ireland. So definitely That's appreciate awesome. it, Terry. Thank you for following the show. And hey, you need to be the groundswell in Northern Ireland. Right. I'd like to see those numbers right. skyrocket precipitously <laughs> with your help over there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So on to regional. So we're we're speaking about regional proclivities. Specifically, Man, you're using big words today. I'm trying to. It's Friday afternoon, and I've had a pretty good week. <laughs> it's been week. a week. Yes. Well, for you specifically, I know you've had a pretty busy week. Yeah, it's I been busy, despite a... still staying at home Yep. and working from home and being quarantined at home. It's been a very busy week. Right. So enough about quarantine, enough about COVID. All right. We are getting Sorry. back to our roots and what were our regularly scheduled topics tied to... <laughs> Us. Us, yes. <laughs> so this is actually, I believe this is, uh, we, we came up with this topic based on the shout out from our daughter's high school, our oldest daughter's high school. Yeah. And this was tied to a piece of equipment that the school put in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is named by multiple different names. So they suggested some of the, several of the teachers and staff there do listen to our show and we sure. get regular feedback from them all the time. So yep. we thank you all for listening. And this is a great uh, show topic idea. Absolutely. And when we saw that, uh, my brain went into overdrive. I'm like, yes, we are doing this as a topic. So <laughs> I've never seen such detailed show notes before. <laughs> I, I did great. get pretty, pretty well prepared for this. So I, I, did, I, of course, did my usual level of preparedness i just looked at whatever you did (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's why Uh i paid the big bucks right (laughs) yeah that's right that's why you're beard one yes that's why i'm beard one (laughs) i think for us to talk about the midwest i think we need to define the midwest all right i looked at several maps and the general consensus is that it consists of several states including north dakota south dakota Nebraska, Kansas, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, and Ohio. All right. That's a lot of states. It is a lot of states. Uh, I would argue that Kansas is probably peripherally Midwest. I mean, it's... it's, Yeah, I would say that... No. It's probably Dakotas as well, maybe? I think, yeah. I think they're probably very similar, but I think think they're peripheral because i think that's where you start to get into the the west part of the midwest well literally all of a sudden all of our listeners in north dakota south dakota and kansas are listening good thing we already checked those states off we're just losing (laughs) losing listeners by the second yeah (laughs) we love everyone so people from the midwest have a tendency to have a little bit of a chip on their shoulders especially when it comes to the coasties well, it's the third coast. Yes, because we're looked at as flyover country. And the funny part is a lot of us don't care. We, no, we, don't, nope. <laughs> we don't want the people from the East Coast or the West Coast to come here. Man, you are just... Well, no, you, I take that back. You are, you're just, we're just losing people by the second. No, we want Usually you to... Usually I'm the one that offends everybody. So, What's going on let, today, let, Nate? Let me rephrase that. We want you, we, we want you to come and visit, but yeah. we don't care if you look down, if there are people from the coast that look down on us. We just don't care. Right. We know That's what better. we have here. We know what we have in the Midwest, and... We don't care if it's not appreciated by others. We would love to share it with others, but we don't care if it's not appreciated by others. I mean, we know that it's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I did some actual digging, and I wanted to just see out of the the most populous cities in the the U.S., how many actually (laughs) fell within that state range of the Midwest. Okay. All right. And I'm not going to name them all, but I found 17 out of the top 100 are in are in those Midwest states. states. Yes, correct. Okay, and you're talking including about the peripherals. Yeah, including I mean, the peripherals. Yes, all right, including the peripherals. And all right, you're, you're talking about some big cities like Chicago, Milwaukee, yeah. Indianapolis, yeah. St. Louis, yeah. Kansas City, yeah. Detroit, Cincinnati. 
So yeah. you got quite a bit Great of, cities. Uh, yeah, the Quad Cities in Iowa. I don't know that you can just name one. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, so Twin Cities, yep, yep. To say that we, uh, one of the stereotypes is that the Midwest is uncultured, and not that you have to have a big city to have culture, but sure, I believe that we have enough big cities to have that cross-cultural dynamic in the Midwest. Sure. I don't think a little that... urban culture meets right. rural culture. Right. Influences on both sides. Yeah, I would agree with that. Right. We're going to get into the culture here in a little bit, some specific things that we thought of, but I wanted to talk about some of the language... Yeah. idiosyncrasies we'll call it for, yeah, so for the Midwest. I did this is research that I did do. Yeah. I mean and when I say research, I mean I just you, you know spend ten minutes on the phone while you're on the king right. looking at <laughs> <Right>. stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just right. talked to a couple people. Yeah. So <laughs> All right. So we'll start off with and again, when we go through this, these are generalities that we're talking in. We're not saying that every Midwestern person talks like this or this applies to all Midwestern areas, sure. or cities, states, whatever. This is generalities and these are things that we found funny and if you don't like it, find another podcast to listen to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nate. Come on. <laughs> Again, jeez, I apologize. I, of course, the sane and civil one of the two, apologize profusely for my partner's complete lack of empathy for everyone. You're the one that's threatening to punch people in the throat all the time. Well, that's only I think I they... deserve to get one recording right, where fine. I'm the, you're the fine. voice of reason okay. and I'm the one that gets fired up. I mean, let's not get too far here. That's all right. I don't know that I'll ever be the voice of reason, but I can try. So this first item on the list of language uniquities, I'm going to continue using that word because I like it, whether it's a word or not. Yeah, it's a good one. Is the word ope. Yep. And this is is one that I didn't realize I used as much as I do. All the time. Yeah. Before I saw, like, I saw a meme or some some sort of content about this making fun of this. And for those of you who aren't in the Midwest... What OPE is, I, is it's like a shortened version of oops or yeah. excuse me excuse or me. sorry. Yeah. It's meant to, it's often used in the context of, for me, the way I find myself using it is if I'm trying to squeeze by somebody in a bar right. or a Oop. restaurant or something. Yep. Oh, just trying to get through Oop. here. Oh, Oop. Yep. or yep. you bump into somebody. Oh, let me, sorry yep. about Oop. that. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And I, yeah. I use it all the time. I and again all the time. When I first saw the meme, I'm like, no, nah, that's not true. And then I found myself using it and I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. All <laughs> the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something that is unique to it's the Midwest, I would say. All I'm, the time. It's other, used all the time. Other regions probably have their own version or variant of it, but yeah, sure. this is definitely sure. something if you're if you're in the Midwest, you've either said this or you've heard it. <laughs> Yeah. And probably on a and daily basis. And most likely basis. both. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. On to the next one. We've got the carbonated beverage flavored carbonated water uh, with syrup and Made from and the cola seed or whatever, <laughs> the cola bean. Yeah. yeah. This one is actually, so when I was doing research on this, this one is actually disputed well, in, the, in the Midwest. There are areas of the Midwest yeah. that call it pop. Yep. P-O-P and, pop. And they are wrong. Right, and then, obviously. And then there are areas of the Midwest that call it soda. And they're correct. And that is the correct terminology. Right, 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 exactly. So this is even and something... this is totally regional, because well, like if you remember when we were on Fatlanta tour, yeah, everyone but, calls it Coke. Yeah, they call it Coke down in the South. Whether it's Pepsi or RC or whatever, right. it's what, Coke. What flavor of Coke do you want? The pop versus soda, even in the Midwest, is disputed... Sure. Like in Wisconsin, there are sections of the state that call it soda, and there are sections of the state that call it pop. I've heard it both. Yeah, I mean, some states, some parts of the states have evolved, <laughs> and others haven't. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> I think we can all agree that soda is the correct um, yes, phrase absolutely. to use, because it used to be called soda pop. That was, the, uh, okay. I think, an older term that was used to sure. describe it. And right. soda being the key terminology with that right. phrase. Right. So we're right. going to land on soda for that. Perfect, because that's the correct terminology. So. so now that we've alienated half of our Midwest The state of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the next one. This one's going to be even this more. This will alienate even so more. This one, uh, and this is where the idea came from, from our daughter's high school. This refers to a 
I'll call it an appliance that is used to dispense water for drinking. Right. And the new ones of these have an area to fill a water bottle. Correct. Or to get a stream of water that you can drink from. Correct. This is something that is even divided in my house. And that's kind of what I posted on the Facebook post of the high school. That when they posted that they put the new ones in. I posted that three quarters of my house call this by the correct term, which is bubbler. Bubbler, right. Bubbler. Exactly. Yes. It's bubbler. It's not drinking fountain. It's not water fountain. It is a bubbler. It has nothing to do with a fountain whatsoever. (laughs) It's a bubbler. Yes. And this comes from those of you who are wondering, what is bubbler? What the heck is that? One of the original drinking dispensers, water dispensers. (laughs) I'm not going to call it a drinking or water fountain because it's not. No, because it's not a fountain at all. It's a bubbler. Uh, it's a bubbler. It was made in, I believe it originated in Kohler, Wisconsin, and it was a sure. Uh, it was a dispenser where the water kind of bubbled up out of it, like yeah. a, almost like an old faithful type of a flow. Yeah, it bubbled up. It bubbled up out of the dispenser so that you could, one could lower their face to the water and <laughs> and suck water in the, to drink. Yeah. So, so which portion of your family is wrong? That Who's would be the one f- my lovely wife. She was from. Yeah. She grew up in the northwestern part of the state, which they call it uh, water fountain or drinking fountain. Yeah, well, I mean, I you really, know, I don't really pay attention to what she calls it. She's wrong, and we're right. <laughs> the girls agree with me. They are hard down on the bubbler, which is what we will call yeah, it so- henceforth. My household's pretty much all bubbler, but we're split on the pop soda debate. Yeah. I've tried my best to correct them, but alas, I've just given up. Who says pop? The kids say pop because Marsha says pop. That's disturbing. I know. I know. And we grew up in the same hometown. I was going to say, you're both from the same area, southwestern part of Wisconsin. We're both literally from the same town so in southwestern Wisconsin. I grew up calling it soda. I did have some friends from where I grew up that call it pop and still call it pop. Yeah. So I guess I could see that happening, but it's unfortunate. It's almost like you know, you're from Wisconsin. Your family is a Packer fan. The kid should be a Packer fan by default. And it's it would yeah. always be like yeah. someone rooting for the Bears yeah. or the Vikings. It's yeah, disturbing. like my wife. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we're going to have to cut no, Marsh out of our Marsh lives is a Packers altogether. fan. Her family, on the other hand, are all Bears fans. That, so I, I guess I can't happens. fault her. I don't know how that happens, but I don't, at least she I, came yeah, over to the right side. Right. Well, all I mean, right, it was. I think it was contingent of the marriage vows. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Moving on. Here in the Midwest, we wear yep. tennis shoes. Yep. We don't wear sneakers. Nope. Sneakers mm-hmm. is, uh, in fact... I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody use the term sneakers in conversation when referring to athletic shoes. No, I don't. I never heard it in that context just until in, I was much older. Just in movies and whatnot. Right. <laughs> and it's usually all them, said with all the movies coming from them coasts. Yeah, yeah, the coasties. The coasties <laughs> call it sneakers. So, and again, I'm going to, uh, again, couch this by stating that again not every midwesterner is going to call it tennis shoes this is just sure but they're wrong if they call it sneakers <laughs> i mean you will couch it with that right yes i will couch you <laughs> <Yeah>. with that <laughs> and yeah we all play tennis so get over it well have you <laughs> well, ever played no, tennis i have maybe a couple times <laughs> I think I was wearing Red Wing work boots when two, I was doing it. But. 200 pounds ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 20 years and 200 pounds ago, I played <laughs> tennis once. <laughs> uh. All right. Let's keep going here. This is something. So this is a language thing, but it's also a cultural thing or a culinary thing, which uh, we'll get to later. Okay. The hot dish or casserole. Yeah. See, I've, 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 used, both, I've used both terms. Yep. And this is something for if you're not... I'm sure all regions have their version of this and all cultures have have their version of this. But basically, a hot dish or a casserole is a mixture of various things. Usually, it's either noodles or rice or something along those lines mixed with a type of meat, usually, and or a vegetable and some sort of sauce, whether it's soup or Cream of chicken soup, cream of mushroom soup, whatever. Exactly, yeah. 
and it's you it's always served hot and you put it in a casserole dish and then yep. you put the casserole in the oven and bake it and then you pull the casserole out and you eat it yes in wisconsin it's also <laughs> likely slathered with cheese Yes. Well, I mean that that's a given. So <laughs> So are you a casserole or a hot dish guy? We, we are a casserole guy. We are yep, a casserole. That's how family. I've always known it as a casserole. Yep, same. Uh hot dish I think yep. uh that's a f- term used in Minnesota, I wanna say. Oh sure. Uh, I did a little bit okay. of poking around on this and that's uh more of a, a Scandinavian reference. Sure. Uh, specifically in that, yep. that part of the Midwest region. But again Got it. This is something that is definitely a big deal. It used to be a yeah. huge deal at church when I was growing up. We used to have oh, yeah. we used to have potluck dinners every yeah. once a month. Where and if oh, those yeah. of you who don't know what a potluck is, that's a picture every, a bunch of casseroles on the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. Everybody, every yeah. family brings something to share with everybody else, and. Yeah. Nobody signs up for everything. Nobody nope. says, "Hey, I'm gonna." Can you bring a dessert? Nobody's coordinating nope. this. Everybody nope, just, just brings something. It always works out, and it always works. There's always, yep. you know, we had a small farming church that I grew up in, and we had, uh, and it, we ended up with probably twelve to fifteen casseroles, maybe more yeah. on the table, and probably about that same amount of salads and Jello type stuff, and then probably two dozen desserts. So yeah, and so the, the reason ratio. it works is be, yeah yeah is because every family for generations has their own special casserole. Yep, their own special, not just casserole, yep. but their own special recipe, and you right. always bring the same thing to every yes. potluck. Yes, there there may and have so been you families, never have any doubling. Right, there may have been families that will rotate between one or two or three maybe right. recipes, but usually it, it doesn't vary all that much. Right. And there's nothing better than a plate full of different oh, casseroles to dig oh. into after church. Oh, it's so like, good. It's, it's insanely good. <laughs> I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Me too. All right. <laughs> so let's move on. We've got a few more of these language uh, yep. pieces yep. that we want to talk through. And this one, I hear more now that I saw this. This is, again, tied to, back to the Ope thing. Uh, sure. I hear this more now that I have been looking for and i or at least visible to it it's adding or no to the end of the question so like yeah i when i saw your show notes i don't perceive that i do that as much i've heard you do it i'm sure well i'm sure right but i think it's just because you don't think about it right and the context the context is so if i were to ask andrew a question hey andrew do you want to go get donuts or no right and so when i hear (laughs) that i'm like well, of or course no. I want to go get like, donuts. <laughs> well, yeah, of course I want to go get donuts. Do you even have to ask? <laughs> but in the context of a question, or no doesn't make any sense when you think about it. Right. It's, but a, it's, it's just a, it's sort of that, up. yeah, and it's like that ope, right? Or yeah. ope. I think it's that sort of Midwestern, like, politeness. You don't want to direct anybody. You want to always give people a safe out. So, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's hey, a, do you yeah. want to come over and help me uh, replace my roof or no? Right. <laughs> right. That you would know? be a hard and no. Then, right, yeah. <laughs> or no. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Now that you mention that, I, I think you're right. It's like we don't, we don't necessarily want to pressure somebody into right. doing something and giving them that option of the out. I think that makes yep, a lot of absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Yep. The other I, one. I like your next one. The, the this is uh this is the for a traffic light. This is the, this is yep. known by multiple words here, at least in the state of Wisconsin for sure, and I think yeah. probably throughout the Midwest. I had I've always called it a stoplight. Yeah, that's what I call it too, stoplight. I heard somebody call it a stop and go light. Yep. And I've heard made, that too. It made a lot of sense. Well, yeah, because you don't just stop. <laughs> you also go. <laughs> right, right. And so so it's it's different from a stop sign, obviously, because all it says is stop. Right. Uh, because and you, it you doesn't also direct go, you to go. It only directs you to stop. Right. Whereas a stop and go light, you have directs multiple. You, yes. Yeah. So. It directs you to stop, go super fast, <laughs> or just go normally. <laughs> stop, gun it. Oh, yeah, or, or go. proceed as usual. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I've always heard it as stoplight. I've never, 
Yeah, that's always same. how, whenever I'm just saying it, I just say stoplight. I think there's others that call it other things, too. I'm sure, so. yeah. Let's couch that right now. If, All right. If you listeners have any regional dialect or any anything right. tied to your regional, we want to hear yeah. about it. Hit us up on social media or leave, leave us, a us voice some mail. comments. We'll give you all that how to do that later in the show here. At the end, yeah. wrapping up. Yep. yep. So the last one I wanted to talk about. That's my favorite one ever. This is mine too. <laughs> so I still remember when the the first yep. one of these were installed in my hometown in the bank. And this yep. is a I remember it too. A machine which you can go up to and put a card in, which is tied to your checking account. It's called an ATM, an automatic teller machine. Yes, and that is the the generic term. Globally accepted term. Yes, ATM. (laughs) So in Wisconsin, they were called time machines. They were time machines. And by time it was spelled T Y M E. Take your money everywhere. Everywhere, yes, and yep. it was that was the brand name, and they all had literally time stamped on T Y M E machine everywhere on it. I, I'll never forget that, and I always, nope. I, I still call it a time machine. Now that's what I do though. too. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, occasionally I'll get looks from people like, "What the heck are you talking? What are you about? talking about?" Yeah. Usually the younger generation thinks I'm crazy well, for because me of other things as well. For me, it's when I'm traveling. So I yeah, often sure. travel for business, not so much anymore, but I used to, not just within the U.S., but also globally. Right. You know, try right. asking for a time machine in Mexico yeah. City. I, I need to go get some cash. Do you have a time machine? They look at you like, whoa. It's, and then you got to back yeah, up and trans- no, we're good. <laughs> you got to translate it. Into English yeah. that somebody else that with English as a second language skills can, trans- can understand. So you're you're translating a regional thing a regional into collo- a different language to it, a global community. Would that be called a colloquialism? Am I saying uh, that correctly? Yeah, no. Maybe. Yeah, you're saying it correctly, but I don't. I think it's well because it's tied to a brand. I think it's a little different. Okay. All right. But maybe it, it could have evolved into it. I think bubbler is more of a colloquialism. Okay. All right. Um, I finally, look at me. I finally get to use my degrees. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Um, everyone that I've ever talked to outside of Wisconsin, they're like, hey, you want to go get some cash? I'll say, yeah, do you have a time machine? And they all look at me like I'm absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I don't catch that, on at first. That may be a Wisconsin it, thing. They just don't understand. Yeah. That, that and was... I don't catch on at first. Like, why? What do you? I just need a time. Tell them I need a time machine, and they just start laughing. Like, well, you've gone crazy. It's over. You've you flipped because, your lid. Because when we were kids, that was the greatest thing ever. It was a, a huge jump in not only technology but also yeah. convenience. Because yep. you know, you'd either have to write a check. Yeah, either that or take a check out to cash for cash. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore, <laughs> right? Or you'd have to go to the bank. To get money out of your account. To get money, uh, to get cash out, yeah. Yeah, and now with the with the time machine, we were able to go <laughs> to the bank at any time because it was in the lobby, yep. and it was always or open. there were drive right outside. I remember yeah, the first drive through Yeah, we didn't have a drive through not, not in the small town I grew up in. But yeah. you could walk up literally any time of day. It was right inside the, the first door of the bank. Yeah, in, in uh, the, yep. In the foyer, I guess they'd call it. Yep. Uh, and you could get your cash right there. Go visit the time machine. Yep. <laughs> That's what I have for language and yeah. the uniqueties. <laughs> uniqueties. I like that word. Let's move on to culture. We talked a little bit about some of this with the potluck and the hot dish tied to that. One of the things that the, the Midwest is known for is Midwest hospitality. Yep. yep. Some may say people that visit have a tendency to think that it's fake or forced and right in some cases it probably can be in some cases it's probably a front but it's truly from what i've seen it's definitely real yeah it's it's something that we don't necessarily talk a lot about it or it's not something we necessarily tout like i mean you you always hear about the southern hospitality and the southern charm which is different than the midwest hospitality let me tell you southern hospitality there's nothing like southern hospitality right Sure. For those of you who are listening in southern states, you guys we love your hospitality. Got the hospitality <laughs> having traveled throughout the South, uh, especially on our Fatlanta tour trip. Yeah. We definitely, we definitely feel the southern hospitality. 
I think the Midwest is, it's a different, I don't know that I'd call it even hospitality. It's just sort of like Friend. everybody is family. Yeah. No matter what. Yep. Right? It's like Midwest nice or, or something like that. And yeah. as soon as you meet somebody, the conversation is like you've been friends for 30 years. Right. You share everything you so, know, with them, right. they, they are welcome no f- to open your fridge and take whatever they want. You There's know, no if they're filter. in your house. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. This is what uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, kind of tied to that, is casual conversations with strangers. And I hear this from the coasties all the time, where if you were to start a conversation <laughs> with somebody on the train in New York or right. somewhere in in L.A., they're going to look at you like, "What do you want?" Yeah. Yeah. Quit bothering me, that type of thing. Here yeah. in the Midwest. I'm going to pull out my pepper spray and get ready. Right, exactly. <laughs> Here in the Midwest, that's a daily occurrence. I mean, there's obviously people that don't right. like to talk to strangers or don't like to talk to other people. I'm one that's not on that end of the spectrum. I'm more of sure. the outgoing, casual conversations. So for one of the examples... Yeah, that I'd, I wanted, I'd prefer everybody just leaves me alone, but that never happens. <laughs> See, I, I love meeting new people and talking with them and finding out about them and that's why i like getting feedback from our listeners because i'm fascinated by their stories and we're going to want to get to know our new northern ireland listener a little bit better because i'm fascinated by his story already and we barely have exchanged maybe five (laughs) messages on instagram (laughs) so anyway and two of them are you acting like an idiot yes exactly (laughs) so i want to tell a story about this casual conversations uh we were going to chicago Chicago from Milwaukee. Uh, this was a few years ago. On the train. We were right. on the train. From Milwaukee Airport down to Chicago. Correct. We ended up meeting on the train. We were talking with some of the other folks that are on the train. I, I you know, fired up a conversation with them. Yeah. And there's this older lady. She was probably in her 70s, I would say. And she was talking with me, and we were joking back and forth on the train. And afterwards, I asked her if I could take a picture with her and, and post it. So she yeah. let, we took a selfie and then and then she did one where she flipped off the camera. And <laughs> <laughs> now you can't post it. No. Well, I've got, I still got the picture. I just saw it last sure. night. That's kind of what made me think of this was yeah. that it was great. I mean, I don't remember her name, but we talked for an hour on that train ride. Yeah. And it was great. I love meeting people like that. You know, for all of my struggle with <laughs> crowds and everything else, given the opportunity, especially in like a one-to-one conversation, I do do the same thing. So I can remember, do do. Um, I, I said do do or no. <laughs> <laughs> Marsh and I went down for our anniversary to the St. Kate's Arts Hotel out of Milwaukee, and just had a, a weekend away from the kids and everything and in the morning the bar transforms into a coffee bar and so we were sitting at the coffee bar having a cup of coffee and the girl that was serving us we were the only ones there so we just started talking to her we sort of told each other stories or there are sort of stories i found out that you know she was a student of milwaukee and blah 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 i get the point of the story is like we've kept in touch with her you know this is a year ago we've kept in touch with her and every you know every once in a while we'll text each other or recommend a band or or whatever and so i think that's really uniquely a midwestern thing like when you meet somebody and you make even a small you know we were maybe there for half an hour even a small connection you carry on that connection it turns into something more something beyond that yeah i totally agree one of the things that, you know, as I was reading articles uh, preparing for this, one of the yep. things that there's a, a guy that lived in the Midwest and on both coasts and internationally. And okay. one of the things that he said was that Midwest people have a tendency to, to be more pragmatic than other areas of the country, meaning more practical rather than theoretical. Right. And the, right. the, the nature of the article was tied to startup businesses and we'll call it innovation. Okay. That's not to say that it doesn't happen in the Midwest. It's just that what his his premise was that it has a tendency to, to see this type of innovation on the coasts where the competitive nature is a little bit higher than it is here in the Midwest. We'd have a tendency sure. to focus on the tried and true versus the trendy. That's yeah. not to say that you know the trendiness there's items of trendiness that make their way through the Midwest, but like PBR? Yeah, maybe <laughs> hipsters and well i go back to when when we were in in high school the, the 80s trends with the the big bangs and the tight rolled jeans and 
that, right. that whole yeah, mess. Yeah, I tight-rolled so. my jeans, for sure. <laughs> but it, it comes down to when you boil it down, we talked about people bringing the same thing to the church potluck for generations. Yep. That's tried right. and true, right? Yep, for sure. We're, uh, and that's not to say that we don't have trendy stuff here and we don't. You know, for example, when it comes to the food culture, that there's not the foodie sure. uh, type of an atmosphere. Yeah, but Aunt Jane's never bringing sushi to the church potluck. Let's <laughs> right. be honest. There isn't going to be any avocado toast there. Right. <laughs> not to say avocado toast is bad. It's just right. that, you know, right. we're, we're good with waffles, right? Yeah. Right. With, with maple syrup and butter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. That's where I want to leave that and just, yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. And again, these are generalities. We're not saying everybody's like this or that sure. you know, it's applicable to everybody in the Midwest or all states in the Midwest or even all, right. whatever. Right. Yep. And again, we're, we're just a podcast on the internet, two fat idiots <laughs> talking about our opinions. So <laughs> take it what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get what you pay for. <laughs> wow. You are on fire tonight, Nate. Let's move into the weather, speaking of fire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's. So, so how about the weather, Nate? So <laughs> That's a good segue. Here in Wisconsin, anyway, we'll talk about yeah. Wisconsin. I think much of the Midwest is I would Midwest say mo- a like lot this. of the Midwest, but Wisconsin we, for sure. We get one to two weeks of summer per year. Yep, and then the rest is winter. And the rest is winter. <laughs> and let's talk about the cold. And I'm sure there are other areas that measure this as well, but here sure. in the Midwest during the like, winter. Like Alaska and the North Pole. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, it gets so cold that we have right. to add the wind factor to the cold right. to get to what the actual temperature feels like. Right. So, so, so those of you the, who are the, in the actual south, temperature is negative 10, but if you go outside and with the wind, the wind is blowing, it's negative 30. It feels like it's 30 <laughs> below because of the wind right. is moving right. that cold air so fast that, that it, it feels it. a lot yeah. colder. The only thing I compare this to is we also have a heat air a humidity index in the summer. Yep. And those of you yep. who are in warmer climates, you probably understand that. This is this is kind of funny. I've got a story where I walked I've walked out of work before where in the morning it is literally minus 17 ambient temperature. Yeah. And if I walk out and it's single digits above zero, I can tell the difference. Yeah. You're not wearing your coat. <laughs> or you well, I never almost never wear a coat, but yeah. You but don't no, wear you a coat can, anyway. You but can yeah. tell you know you're from the Midwest when you can tell single digits from double digits in temperatures. Fahrenheit. Yeah, when like so, a zero is like, oh man, really nice out today. It's it's two degrees. Right, it's above zero. Right. So for those of you who are listening in the rest of the world, we're sorry. We're, uh, I can't convert to Celsius on Celsius? the fly. So let's just say 30, I can't even do it when I know the math formula. So let's. Thirty. You got a better chance than well, I do. Here's what I can say: thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit is also zero degrees Celsius, and yeah. then the temperatures meet up again at negative forty. So, yeah, which so, it happens. It. We get we get negative forty regularly in in Wisconsin anyway. In the wind chill with the wind. Chill. Sometimes with wind chill. The last couple of years we've had uh, minus thirty, minus forty ambient temperature yep. too. Oh yeah, I remember yeah, as like a when kid, you get in your car and the little thermometer <laughs> on the dash says negative thirty. Yeah, you're like. And you haven't left your garage yet? Yeah, you know it's going to be a good day. <laughs> those, are, those are the days that I'm usually uh, uh, cussing a little bit and stating that I'm going to move to Arizona, but I never those do. Those are days that I might pull out a coat. <laughs> but so, I'm never wearing a long sleeve shirt, let's be honest. So, yes. <laughs> and I'll, I will regularly be wearing shorts, which is the next bullet right. point that I had on the list. Right. Because... I wear shorts year round because there's a lot of people that me as a as a fat guy I get hot easily enough. Anyway. Yeah. In the winter time, people like my wife have a tendency Turn to the heat overheat way their up. house or their yeah. business or whatever. So if I'm just going from the house to the car back to a building, I'm gonna wear shorts right. because right. I can't tolerate being overheated. Yep. People ask me, "Oh, aren't you cold?" Maybe for a minute. Yeah. Or but five. Aren't you worried about going out without pants? Well, I keep sweatpants and extra <laughs> stuff in my car, 
in case you just know, in case just in case I break case down break or whatever down. or get in an accident, yeah. which has happened, right? And yep. you know, I needed the stuff, and I've had it, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Wisconsin, and I would say probably like Minnesota, parts of Illinois, maybe the northern parts of Ohio, is the winter doesn't stop us from doing anything. Right. Like most people. Like, I, I have a good friend who grew up here in Wisconsin and then moved to Texas. Every time, like, it snows here in, you know, May, I send him a text to ask if he wants to come back. And he sends <laughs> me a text that he had to put a coat on because it was 50 degrees out. Yeah. Other parts <laughs> other parts of the country don't do well with snow or colder weather. One of the, right. things, one of the things that our friend Josh, uh, who you can listen to on our Fatlanta episode. Yep. In fact, yep. if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to it right now. Yep. We'll wait for you. Yep. Go ahead. And Welcome we're back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love that joke. <laughs> uh, Josh grew up in Texas. So he grew up in yep. the Houston area and moved to Wisconsin for college and has kind of stayed yep. in the Midwest area. And yep. his comment has always been, well, in the South, we've got three months out of the year where we can't go outside. In the North, you have three months out of the year where you can't go outside. Right. And it's kind of true somewhat. But again, in, in Wisconsin, in, in the northern states, the northern Midwestern states, people are still going out and doing stuff. You're right. Yeah. It's not yep. stopping people. I mean, we've got skiing, snowboarding. I mean, I have sledding. you know, I have friends that will grill all year round. Yeah, that's right? a, that's on my list too. Is that we, yeah. we we don't stop because of winter? Because if we did, we'd never go. We right? never go. You know, right. <laughs> we'd never. You got to shovel your way to the grill, but you're going. You're cooking ribs yeah. no matter what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you you hear about snowstorms like stopping commerce or stopping. Yeah. You know everybody from moving around in wisconsin it's literally a day you may yeah you, maybe or a couple hours right. even or you a know, couple if, hours yeah if, if we school's get, delayed yeah. an hour because of the snowstorm because of the blizzard yeah, yeah so if if we get dumped on with snow if we get you know 10 to 12 inches of snow literally within about 12 hours our yeah, roads back are to fairly back to normal well when when i went to grad school marcia and i lived in cincinnati which is Cincinnati. Ohio, Midwest, but it's really the South. I mean, you can spit into Kentucky. Yeah, from it's Cincinnati. borderline Kentucky. In fact, so some some of the maps I was showing showed Kentucky as part of the Midwest. Kentucky is absolutely not south. part of the Midwest. It's South. Yes. The in fact, the Cincinnati International Airport is actually in Kentucky. So <laughs> good for them. Yeah, let's. So when we lived in Cincinnati, if there was even a thought of snow, they would shut the world down. Yeah. And I can remember getting calls from my job and from school like, they say it's going to snow today. You don't have to come into work. Yeah. Um, you know, we want you to stay home and stay safe. And Marsha and I were like, this is the greatest thing in the world because it would snow like a fourth of an inch. Yeah. And we'd go out and or, have the or, entire town to ourselves. Or it would get down to 30, <laughs> 30 degrees and there would be a little frost on the freeway. Right. My dad mentioned yeah. that happening in Texas. They shut the freeways down. Right. I used to, when I was younger, I used to think, well, that is just strange. I don't get it. But now right. I realize those areas don't have the same infrastructure, the same logistics right, exactly. that we do to handle plowing, salting. They don't have plow whatever. trucks. Most right. of those municipalities strap a plow to the front of a garbage truck. Right. You know. I mean, they don't even well, have. They don't have salt trucks. They let's don't have be salt. fair. They some some of the Wisconsin, stuff. some of the smaller communities in, in Wisconsin That's do that true. too. But still, That's true. But e even so, you're you're right. They don't have the infrastructure to clear their roads or right. keep people Obviously, safe like right. that. Yep. And when people aren't used to driving on that, they're not going out. Like in Wisconsin, if if we were to go right. south and, like you said, get an inch of snow, that's like nothing for us. We It's nothing. Right. I've driven, yeah, not proud of this, but I've right. driven 80 miles an hour in a snowstorm already without yeah, yeah. blinking. Absolutely. When we visit the south, you can always pick out the people that are from Wisconsin, especially on a cooler <laughs> day. Like when we go to Florida, right. we've gone to Florida and Arizona the last few years on family vacations. And you can definitely pick out the people from the Midwest based on what people are wearing. If it's 65, uh, <laughs> people are wearing if sweatshirts. If it's, if it's under 70 <laughs> degrees, people from Florida are putting on coats. Yeah, and right, sweatshirts right. and sweatpants and whatnot. And yep. if it's above fifty, people from Wisconsin are out at the pool. <laughs> yeah, like right in their swimsuits. It's like actually yes, in the pool. In the pool right. because yeah. 
and, and people think we're crazy, but what they don't understand is that we're coming from probably minus 10 degrees up here. Right. We get down right. there and it's literally a 60 to 70 degree swing right. in, a, in a couple of hours for us. And we're hot and we need to be in the pool to cool off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's definitely, uh, mm-hmm. I think Floridians have a, an idea of who comes from up north. But from what I understand, oh, yeah. though, is that people that move south or move to warmer climates, yep. they, acclimate they acclimate very quickly. Yep. And it becomes oh, yeah. more of a problem for them to deal with the cold weather. Absolutely. I don't know if I'll ever get to that point where I'm going to move somewhere warm. Yeah, we'll see. not me. I can dream, right? I'm staying here. <laughs> staying put. Some of the other things that I've got a few other things that we talked about that kind of tie into the Midwest culture and some games and some other things like, uh, I guess, cornhole or bags, if you want to call it. Bags, bags, (laughs) bags. Which, for those of you who aren't familiar with this game, it's basically a set of two slanted boards with two, holes in them yeah two slanted boards with holes in 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 them that you throw bags bean sewn, bags sewn bags full of beans or corn into the right. hole and you get different points it's the scoring is similar to like a horseshoes type game sure it wasn't invented in the midwest i, I think it comes from germany possibly but it was definitely embraced in the midwest the midwest and, of europe <laughs> 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 well, you could say the Midwest is the Germany of the United States, for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Where a lot yeah, of definitely. German settlers came. Oh, yeah. Some of the other great things, like in Milwaukee, we've got the racing sausages. Oh, yeah. If All you, the Brewers games. Yeah, if anybody has a local sports team and they have a mascot where they do any sort of race, that started in Milwaukee. That started yep. with, and this goes back to some of the culinary things, uh, is the, the bratwurst. There, there's multiple yep. sausage companies in the state of Wisconsin yes. that produce brats and Italian sausage and pole sausage yep. and whatever. Yep. It started as a joke kind of or a gimmick at miller park or uh, actually it was at county stadium county stadium right where they would race from uh left field past down home third plate, base. yeah down the yep. third baseline and around the to the first baseline and end it right at first base but yeah racing sausage mascots that's something that is definitely a midwest it yeah, started in the midwest thing for I, yeah sure. definitely all right, let's get into uh, our favorite topic, uh, food. Food. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, what you got? This is something that I don't know that I've seen this in other areas of the country. I think I've looked when I was traveling, but I did not yep. find it. And that is the Friday night fish fry. Yeah, right. And For this, sure. I think, started with Catholics during Lent not being able to eat meat. Yep. Right, uh, on Fridays. And it's expanded. I mean, it's literally become a culture in and of itself, especially in Absolutely. Wisconsin. I'm not sure if outside of Wisconsin in the Midwest this is a similar thing, but definitely in Wisconsin, Fish Fry Fridays is almost a religion in and of itself at this point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and the best fish I mean, it's so fry... much so that you have, like, the most famous fast food restaurant in Wisconsin does Friday Fish Fry specials. Every church just about has like a friday fish fry a lot of the high schools like where i kind of where i'm at the high schools will do fundraisers for yep. friday fish fries our church um, did one for a while yep supper clubs right so i think that's another midwest thing but supper clubs all have friday fish fries right and, and everybody yeah, it's, it's every, everywhere everybody competes and here's the thing you would think that with the whole cacophony of fish fries that are available to you in this state that you would get in and without a problem and get your food pretty quickly the a lot of these places there could be up to a two-hour wait just to get a table yeah and sit down and people will wait and people will wait because people are and people are very loyal to their specific fish fry place absolutely right yep yep like I'll, i'll only go to like one or two places yeah, for one sure. Of, one of which being our sponsors. That's my primary yep. place, uh, A.J. O'Brady's, uh, on Main Street, Menominee Falls, right across from the Falls uh, Waterfall, Menominee Falls. Bruce, love you, buddy. <laughs> Go he'll, there he'll, tonight. He, curbside service fish fries. Uh, yes, you can pick up uh, at the curb. 
Guinness fried fish. I highly recommend. I've eaten 10 pieces at one sitting. And yes. It's great. He does an all you can eat if in the restaurant. This is something obviously that will come back once they're able yep. to fully open the dining room. But right. yeah, it's a spectacular fish fry for sure. Anyway, so let's go back. We digress. To that. Let's go back to that wait. So when people wait for uh, a table, what do they do typically? They drink a brandy old fashioned. They sit at the bar <laughs> or a beer. and they have a beer or a brandy old fashioned. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I read somewhere that Wisconsin, in the state of Wisconsin, I think it's per capita one of the top brandy consumption states in the u.s i'm sure i'm sure of it (laughs) and i think most of it's done on a friday night with a fish fry so yeah uh, for an old-fashioned yeah for for those of you who aren't aware of what an old-fashioned is the recipe that i used to make for it is uh in a rocks glass we call it rocks glass yeah Uh, it put a a little bit of sugar or sugar cube in yep splash or two of bitters they're called aromatic bitters yeah, uh, and usually a cherry, a maraschino cherry, or an orange. Yep. What do you call a it? Orange uh, rind. twist. Yeah, orange twist. Yep. Uh, and you put it in the glass. You muddle it, and then you put ice yep. in, and then you put yep. brandy and sweet a little soda. Bit cherry juice. Yeah, sometimes yep. a little cherry, uh, or you put the maraschino cherry in it. Right. So when you and muddle, muddle that, I don't typically yep. put that in. But yeah, it's it's yeah, brandy and a little bit of soda, whether it's yep white soda, white soda, Seven Up, Sprite. Or yep. some people drink brandy old-fashioned sours where you put uh, yep. like a sour soda in like a squirt or fresco yep, or, or a, something along those yep. lines. Yep. Sundrop. Something like a sundrop. Yeah. I'm not That's a, probably a Midwest thing too. See, I'm not a huge fan of brandy. I don't know that I've ever finished a full old-fashioned. I can make- Really? I can make the heck out of them because I used to work at a supper club where we right. made them- all the time. Yeah, I used scratch. to bartend too. Some places will have like a old fashioned mix that has it all mixed together, and all you need to do is pour the mix in with a little bit of brandy. Yep, and with and you're the brandy. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So when I worked at a bar as a bartender, we every day when we set up the bar, we'd do old fashioned mix. So we'd do the bitters and the sugar and the cherry juice and stuff, and we'd mix it into a big jar or whatever. And then we just have to do brandy, the mix, and um, a little bit of the soda. See, we made ours from scratch and uh, from hand, each of them, hand muddled yeah. every time. Hand muddled. At the bar I went to, and, or the yep. bar I worked at. We would literally do hundreds in a shift. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. For those, especially on a Friday night. Yep. That's the other thing, too, is that at least in the state of Wisconsin, I don't know if this is a Midwestern thing, but in the state of Wisconsin, I think our one of our mottos is, Wisconsin, out drinking your state since 1848. <laughs> And we do drink a lot of beer. We do. For sure. And I've heard, so you know who Lewis Black is, right? He's a comedian. Yep. He's done shows in, in Wisconsin, and one of the shows that he did in the city of Milwaukee, he talked about Wisconsin being professional drinkers. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said uh, like, every year you hear about UW-Madison being one of the top party schools in party the country. Party schools in the nation, yep. So, yeah, it's definitely... I think to the detriment of society in some circumstances, especially sure. when it comes to some of the uh, fallout from drinking, like you know the drunk driving piece. That's something that yeah. we're not too proud yeah. of uh, nope. here for the state of Wisconsin. But we're a party culture, and and that kind of goes in with that whole your family Midwest nice. Everybody yep. gets together and has a couple cocktails, yep. and hey, we're it's a party wherever you go, right? I've got two items left on the food list. We talked a little bit yep. about the sausages and, and that. Yep. Wisconsin especially is is very big in German food and bratwurst, yes. Johnsonville brats. Brats. Johnsonville, so Usingers. Johnsonville, Clements, Usingers, all in yep. the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. The other thing that we have in the state of Wisconsin, and I'm not sure if this is a Midwest thing, but it's definitely a Wisconsin thing, is frozen custard. Yes, we for, do have the best frozen custard. For those of you who don't know what frozen custard is, frozen custard is like, a, like an egg-based ice cream. Ice cream right? soft serve on crack. And <laughs> right. I really, right. I really didn't, on steroids, not crack. It's the crack of the ice creams for me now. Uh, <laughs> see, when I was a kid, we didn't have custard around in, in the area I grew up in. We grew up eating soft serve, vanilla and chocolate soft serve. And right. occasionally, right. if the restaurant had the right machine, we got the mix. You mix it. Yes. Yeah. Where it had yes. the swirl. It was awesome. Yep. Yep. However, my palate has changed a little bit. <laughs> yes. Refined. Now, Your palate is refined. Literally within two miles of my house, I probably have a half a dozen 
custard oh, places yeah. where we could stop yeah. and get custard. And They're it's, everywhere. It's spectacular. Those of you who haven't tried yep. custard, I would highly recommend it. I think Culver's has kind of made an ingress in other parts of the country. Something that yep. started in the Midwest and yep. I know for sure is in Florida. I don't know about other states, but... Yep, I think it's it's starting to go countrywide for sure. Yep. The other thing is also a dairy product, and that yes. is cheese curds. Cheese curds, squeaky cheese. Squeaky cheese. So those of you who aren't from the Midwest or aren't from Wisconsin especially, squeaky cheese means it's cheese curds that are fresh. Fresh. So fresh when you chew on them, they squeak on your teeth. Yep. And they're the best. They are so good. (laughs) And then you fry them. Deep fry them. You batter them and deep fry them. Yeah, deep fry them. And they're even better. (laughs) Yeah, I I had a... A guy, a friend that I met in my one of my nerdy analog notebook groups was coming through Milwaukee, and we met up, you know, just had a coffee or whatever, but then he left, and he, I said, you need to stop at Culver's and get some cheese curds and a butter burger, you know, on your way through for lunch, and so he did, and then he texted me, and he said, so I ordered cheese curds, and then... I don't really know. I've never had them before, so I asked him for some sauce, and they gave me a thing of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> he said, am I supposed to dip my cheese curds in your in this cheese sauce? Yes. And I said, well, of course you of course you are. Or ranch dressing. <laughs> yeah. That would be the other He's acceptable. like, that's a lot of cheese. I'm like, it'll be okay. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, again, ranch dressing would be the other acceptable right. form of sauce. That and But I mean if you're gonna go all in, you dip your cheese curds in cheese sauce. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It, yeah, in Wisconsin we put cheese on everything. And it's a big joke how we're the cheese heads, yeah, but it's so tasty. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're <laughs> we're ordering groceries now to be delivered and yep. we're ordering like five to six bags of shredded cheese a trip. Yeah. It's a lot cheese. of cheese goes through this house. That's all I had for food. That's a pretty good list. Yeah, and we're, again, this is our list. This is something that we came up with, well, I came up with, and Andy just kind of talked along with And when you say we, you mean you. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously there are other stuff out there. Not all of this is going to apply to everybody, and we realize that. Yeah, but tell us. But I'm not going to apologize for it. No, no, me either. So, speaking of the Midwest, though, for the last few episodes, we've been featuring other podcasts as part of our cross-promotion platform. Right. For those of you who haven't listened to other episodes before this, we will reach out and find other podcasts that we find entertaining. That we find funny. Or that we enjoy. Funnier that we enjoy. And we've worked with them to get their promo clip and put our promo clip in their show. We'll put their promo clip in our show. That's kind of how podcasts grow their listenership without spending money. So, right, right. So well, it's we, part of the community aspect of yep, it. Yep, exactly. Sure. And so yep. this is a couple that is from Michigan, and yep. they are extremely funny. They're yes, early, they are. <laughs> they're early on in their podcast. I think they've only got about ten or twelve episodes out so far. They just yep. started back in March, and they're married. They're in their forties. They've got two daughters. And yep. this guy, as I'm listening through the podcast, I'm like, this guy Jason, he's so much like me. He and I, yeah, we've been yeah. exchanging messages messages on Facebook regularly <laughs> over the last couple of weeks. If you're married, even if you're not married, listen to this podcast. It's called That's My Spouse. That's My Spouse. They talk a little bit about their life and the life stories that happen throughout the week. Their interaction together is what makes the show, I think. They're, yeah, for uh, sure. They work so well together. Jason and Julie, That's My Spouse. So I'm going to play that's their clip. That's My Spouse. I'm going to play their clip here, take a listen, and then go listen to their show. Absolutely. Hi, everybody. I'm Julie. And I'm Jason. Check out That's My Spouse podcast for a funny take on all things marriage and parenting. Relaxing on my couch, ready to have another White Claw. One left. She was calling me names exclusively for (laughs) ex-husbands. She's in the bathroom with her friend on FaceTime. She's looking in the mirror, doing makeup for a TikTok. And I'm like, Katie, I have to go to the bathroom. You're going to have to get out. She says, that's okay, Mom. I've got it muted, and I'm going to flip it over. <laughs> you want to know my secret? What? I have a bunch you of... You have them? I have a bunch of that stuff in the garage. No! Yes, I do. I, I don't even know what you're going to say, but I have a feeling it involves more of my time. <laughs> so check us out. That's My Spouse Podcast, 
Available at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. And at That's My Spouse Podcast.com. That's Jason and Julie. And yeah, that's awesome. They are spectacular. And I think they're, they're going to get a big following at some point because they've got great content and yep. they're so funny, so good together. So. We would like to thank all of you for listening, and we mean it sincerely. We say it in every episode, yep. and it's not trite, yep. and it's not something that we just say to say no, it. No, we, we really, really, really thank you we, for we appreciate and sharing with your friends. This is something that, like I said, we started this a year and a half ago just to have yep. some have some fun and have some laughs, and we didn't. Yep. I don't know what I expected at that point. I, I don't. <laughs> it's beyond what I think either of us thought we were going to do yeah absolutely i i know that we've done this a lot longer than my wife expected this to last <laughs> uh, i have a tendency to take on new hobbies and drop them uh-huh. to, as quickly uh-huh. as i take them on typically yeah. yeah yeah a lot of the fun that we're having is the feedback and the interaction that we have with you yep all. definitely so comment reach out to us we're on uh, you can find us at everything at our website twobeardsplease.com you can get links to all the social media to twitter instagram um, facebook um, yep, and all of that is at two beards please yep and you can also find other ways to listen so if you want to you can listen right from our website or you can find all of the links to the major listening platforms that we have yep as well so or we also you have can, a voice number we do you can call us on the telephone if you still remember how to use one of those call us and leave a voicemail <laughs> terry Terry, I would love it if you would make an international call and leave us a voicemail. <laughs> I would love to have your Northern Ireland Irish accent on our voicemail that yeah, we can play on our absolutely. show. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so that number What's is What's the number, Nate? 262-345-7076. Hold on, I got to get my crayons out and I got to write that down. What is take, that again? Take it out of your nose. 262-345-7076. <laughs> I got it. I'm putting the cram back in my nose now. So <laughs> leave us leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show if it's funny. You better be funny. And you if it's clean. Be funny. <laughs> right. Well, that too. I can always beep it out too, so that's true. Um, yeah. When some of our friends call and we have to beep it out, all it's gonna be is a four minute beep. Yeah, one big beep. <laughs> <laughs> We love doing this. We love hearing from our listeners. We love the feedback. Thank you all again. Take care of yourself. Be kind. Wash your hands. Be nice to each other. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Don't touch your (laughs) face. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care. See ya. Bye.